Chapter Twenty Two of Dorothy Dale at Glenwood School. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Dorothy Dale at Glenwood School by Margaret Penrose. Chapter Twenty Two. Miss Crane and Viola. Viola Green was thoroughly upset. She had quarrelled with Miss Higley. She had more than quarrelled with Dorothy. Mrs. Pangborn had told her plainly that if her story concerning Dorothy was found to be untrue, she would have to leave Glenwood, for that story had touched on the fair name of a pupil of the school, to say nothing more. Having defamed the honoured name of Dale made the matter of still greater importance. What should she do? To leave Glenwood seemed to be the only answer to that oft-repeated question. But to get into Beaumont required a clean record from the former academy, and would Mrs. Pangborn furnish such a record under the circumstances? It was evening, and the other girls were probably enjoying themselves, visiting about and settling wherever there was the best prospect of fudge, the only confection students were allowed to make in their rooms. But Viola would not go out. She was in no humour for visiting. While reclining on her small white bed, thinking the situation over until her head ached from very monotony, a note was slipped under her door. She saw instantly, but did not at once attempt to pick it up. The sender might be waiting outside and notice her readiness to become acquainted with the contents. Hearing the light step make its way down the hall, Viola took and opened the note. Huh, she sniffed, from Adele Thomas. Then she glanced over the note. It read, My dear Viola, we are all so worried about you. Do please come out of your room or let some of us in. We wish very much to talk to you, but if you persist in keeping us at bay, won't you please make up your mind to apologize at once to Miss Higley? There are so many counts against us this month that the latest is positively dangerous in its present form. Do, Viola, dear, answer and tell us you feel better and that you will comply with the request of the committee. Lovingly yours, lowly. Apologize, echoed the girl, as if my mother's daughter could ever stoop to that weak American method of crawling out of things. And her dark eyes flashed while her olive face became as intense as if the girl were a desperate woman. Don't they know that the blood of the De Carlos flows in my veins? she asked herself. No, that's so, they do not know it nor shall they let them think me italian french or whatever they choose but let them not trifle with spain ah spain and how i have longed to see that beautiful country with mother darling mother this thought of affection never failed to soften the temper of the wily viola true she had seen fit always to hide her mother's nationality from the schoolgirls often they had questioned her about her foreign face and manners but like many who do not admire the frankness of Americans, it had pleased her to remain simply foreign. A supercilious smile crept over Viola's face. She held Adele's note in her hand and read it again. Worried about me, she repeated, as if they care for anything but excitement and nonsense, and they are aching for me to give the next spasm of excitement. Well, they may get that sooner than they expect. A step stopped at her door. Then a light tap sounded on the panel. Casting aside the note, Viola opened the portal and was confronted by Miss Crane. 
Without waiting for an invitation, the pleasant little woman stepped inside. "'Good evening, Viola,' she began. "'Mrs. Pangborn sent me to have a talk with you.' "'Yes,' replied Viola, in her most non-committal tone. "'She has been much worried of late. "'So many things have been going on that did not add to her peace of mind.' "'That's a pity,' said Viola, "'and this time her tone admitted of any number of interpretations. "'But Miss Crane expected all this, and was fully prepared for it. "'Especially the matter about Dorothy Dale,' went on the teacher. "'She is determined that the whole thing shall be cleared up at once.' "'It ought to be.' said viola coolly without appearing to take the least interest in the conversation in the first place argued miss crane mrs pangborn wished me to say to you that a full explanation on your part would in the end save you much trouble state's evidence almost sneered viola not at all contradicted her visitor simply a matter of common justice i believe that's what they call it persisted the girl, tossing her head about to show a weariness of the whole miserable thing. "'You insist that you saw Dorothy Dale and Octavia Travers alight from a police patrol wagon, asked Miss Crane severely. "'I do,' answered Viola, as solemnly as if taking an oath, "'and that you were told they had been arrested for some theft, garden stuff, I believe. "'I heard Nat White, Dorothy Dale's own cousin, say so,' again declared Viola. "'And you had reason to believe that he was in earnest?' "'Every reason to believe and know so.' Miss Crane stopped. She had expected Viola to break down on this cross-examination, but evidently her story was not to be shaken. "'Is that all?' asked the girl, with a show of hauteur. "'No,' said Miss Crane. "'I would like you to tell me the whole story. "'And if I refuse? "'You surely would not risk dismissal.' no risk at all my dear miss crane i caught it and all the spanish fire of viola's nature flashed and flamed with her words viola do you know what you are saying perfectly have you finished with the third degree refrain from slang if you please i never countenance such expressions viola only smiled evidently miss crane had reached the end of her rope and you will make no explanation of why you told such a story to the girls of glenwood and the calm voice of the teacher rang out clearly now. No other reason to give for depriving one of the sweetest and best of these girls of her happy place among her companions, and that same girl refuses to tell her own story because of a promise? She must bear all the shame, all the suspicion, all the wrong silently, when everybody knows she is shielding someone. Viola Green, to whom did Dorothy Dale make that promise? How should I know? replied the other with curled lip. "'Who, then, is Dorothy Dale shielding?' "'Shielding? Why, probably her dear friend Tavia Travers. "'I don't know, of course. I am merely trying to help you out.' "'That shot blazed home. It staggered Miss Crane. "'She had never thought of Octavia, and she was a close friend of Dorothy's, "'besides being over-reckless. "'It might be that Dorothy was shielding Tavia, "'and that she would not and could not break a promise made to the absent member of Glenwood School.' Miss Crane was silent. She sat there, gazing at Viola. Her pink and white cheeks assumed a red tinge. Viola was victorious again. She had only made a suggestion, and that suggestion had done all the rest. "'I will talk to Mrs. Pangborn,' said Miss Crane finally, and she arose and quietly left the room. End of chapter 22